1: It would be not only one of the things that busy authors need to listen to, that busy publishers need to listen to, it would be critical elements. You need to understand if your book is going to go anywhere, as well as you are going to go anywhere in this very, very, very crowded field. With over 5,000 books being published every day now, between the traditional, the self, the indie markets, you've got to figure out a way that you and your brand, you and your book stand out. And that's going to come with a little spy work. So with (laughs) me today is one of my favorite spies, Heather Lutze. And Heather has just come out with her third book. Her her first one was the Findability Formula, the Easy and Non-Technical Approach to Search Engine Marketing. That was followed by Thumonomics, The Essential Business Roadmap for Social Media and Mobile Marketing. And now we're sitting with marketing espionage. So we're going to be digging into how you really probe in and identify your competitors, what you're competing with, what are the elements that you need to now implement once you identify these people step by step, and then take it with both for you and your book. Heather is a widely acclaimed speaker, she's a trainer, she's a consultant, and she has literally written the books on search engine marketing. Her writing and in-demand keynotes are delivered with the same witty, no-geek-speak style that has managed to demystify internet marketing for countless business owners and authors. Breaking free of the corporate cubicle jobs over 10 years ago when nothing more than a dream of being an entrepreneur herself and having a computer in her own basement, she's built her business into a multi-million dollar company, the Findability Group. So now she leads a dedicated and slightly obsessed team of search marketing pros, their mission to to connect clients, i.e. your readers and buyers, with their perfect customers online so with that heather welcome to author you your guide to book publishing thank you i'm really
2: excited to be here
1: all right so let's jump into your latest book which is now available on amazon and so i'm going to encourage everyone to go get it it's an easy it really is an easy read she's gone into the short book is good Um, and it is literally, it's no geek. You can, you can understand it and go through a step-by-step. So I highly recommend it and did so in my review of the book. All right. So what, what brought you to the next stage of the marketing side of it is, is the master spy here?
2: Yeah. Well, you know, I come from a background of highly geeky guys, right? I mean, I, if I saw a girl at a conference, I'd be super excited. So I, I sort of grew up, if you will, in my business with working at Yahoo Search Marketing, also working with countless business owners on search engine optimization. Some of you might know it as SEO. I call it findability because it's a much bigger concept than SEO. And w- the light bulb moment for me was when I was in a session. I do a lots and lots of trainings for companies, and we had a group in the audience, and, and you know they – Kept seeing their competitor ellipse them in all different kinds of forms and functions from online to offline to social unit. So, what we started doing is taking the search marketing tools of my trade and reverse engineering them against the competitors and saying, look, maybe we're not as savvy. Maybe we don't have the budgets that our competitors do, but we have the tools at our disposal to figure out what they're doing, if it's working, and ultimately, can we use those to our advantage? Mm mm-hmm. So what if you
1: were, you know, you're an author um, and that there's I mean, I, I've always felt that we do so much better when we're consulting and helping other people than we do with ourselves. <laughs> so, right. Because be, because let's face it. Um, our clients become our priority on who we're working with. That's our goal, to make them succeed and excel. Mm-hmm. And and we kind of take the, the back door. So if you yeah. – let, let's pretend we have a brand-new author. And, and what I'd love to do is to think about some strategies and steps for the, the newbie as they come along and also for someone who's been out there for a while.
2: Right. Right. Well, I think it's important to realize that just about everything is a search engine now. Um, You know, Amazon Mm -hmm. is a search engine. And I think the most important thing is not to worry about SEO. The most important thing is to worry about mindset. In the book, we call it Psyche of the Searcher. So if you can use some simple tools, like one of my favorite things to do to this is just go to Google and Google whatever concept you want to talk about, whether it be a blog or a page on your site and just Google it, and then go all the way to the bottom. So have you ever seen those – those um, when you start t- typing in Google, you'll see those drop-down recommendations. Have you seen those? Sure, sure. Yeah, so those those drop-downs are in a more complete list if you scroll all the way to the bottom. So let's just say I'm looking for romance, historical romance novel, okay? So I'm going to type in historical romance novel, and you're going to see a small list of pop-downs. Then if you go all the way to that bottom, those are the specific recommendations that directly relate to what other people have searched for regarding that topic. So let's just say your book is called, I don't know, The Chesapeake Experience or something like that, and it, it's all about you know uh, a general and how they've fallen in love during you know, the Revolutionary War or something. Now, that's a wonderful book, and I'm sure it's absolutely amazing, but it's not findable. Um, you've come up with a clever title, a clever subtitle. Uh, you've you've exhaustively worked on this book, I want you to make sure that if I'm just interested in a new historical romance novel that I find your book. And you're going to have to balance the creativity that makes your book unique and then add in what the generalized public is looking for. I call the difference between, so bubble language would be your author's. They've created all this specific content, their book titles, their chapter heads, their their chapter, uh, you know, their subtitles. That's bubble language. That's inside the author's brain. And then we have street language. And street language is what Google is telling you. I want a historical, revolutionary romance novel. Bingo. So if you can balance your creativity with the findability, just Google it, scroll all the way to the bottom. Start creating blog posts and content based on that little list at the bottom. That will change how people are finding your book.
1: So the list is findable, using our findable terms.
2: Absolutely. That's the way people are searching. You don't have to have the fancy tools. That's the way people are searching. It's very simple.
1: And I always find it interesting, Heather, when I've talked to authors, is Mm -hmm. that they they come up with all these different variances for their adjectives, adverbs, descriptions, everything they can do. of, And they forget how when they go in to Google or whatever their search tool is, whatever they go into, what kind of language they are using themselves when they're trying to track down something. Because that's the mindset they have to get into.
2: They have to become the customer as the searcher. Right, exactly. Go to Amazon and search as if I didn't know your book. What would they put in? And it's not. And even just look at the categories by which you index your book in Amazon when you set up your account. You have to pick certain categories by which the book will be findable. You need to be really, really careful about how you organize those book chapter. What are they called, categories, Judith, and, and Amazon?
1: Uh, yeah, they're, they call them categories.
2: Yeah, categories. So you have to really be careful because, um, actually, I just, when I, when I uploaded my book, I thought it was absolutely fascinating. When I talked to the gal at Amazon Advantage, I said, Do you have data that says how much one given category gets searched? She's like, Oh, yeah, I can tell you exactly how much, what, what those get searched. And I'm like, Really? She's like, Yeah, really. And I'm like, Great. Tell me which one of these that I've just guessed at gets the most amount of search volume. And guess what? I optimize my categories based on that data. That data is there. Trust me, Amazon has it in spades. So when you are thinking about categorizing your book, call the customer service on Amazon. I think you have to actually request a call back. Request a call back and then say, you know, here's my book. Here's my concept. Tell me what, first of all, what you think categories I should be in, but tell me which one gets the most search volume. That's what you want to put number one, then number two, then number three. Um, and that was a game changer for me because I'm like, of course they have that data. What am I thinking? I just had to put my search marketing brain with their brain and their data.
1: So, just getting on and and when you got on, let me just ask mm-hmm. you, you, this was a phone call it sounds like you had. And yes, yes. was this something yeah, through Arthur Central or is this another magic phone number we should be knowing about
2: is, to get yeah. into Google? It's not Arthur I don't think it's Arthur Central. I know that I I just typed in Amazon Advantage customer support and Mm -hmm. I found a page that said get a call back. And I put my phone number in and then Mm -hmm. I was connected with one of their customer service reps. and she Well, I know. Yeah,
1: yeah, let me just bring up to all our listeners Advantage. The Amazon.com forward slash Advantage account for the publisher site has just instituted within the last 30 days the ability to talk live to a person, they've never had it. It's always been
2: my email. Author Central I
1: mean. has been live. You can get a call back in five seconds. Yeah, but the advantage you know, is, now has it has yeah. has uh, duplicated it, and it's you huge. Know, it's that, huge that, to take advantage of this when you get caught.
2: Create Space, who I talk to. hmm So I I did both Summonomics. I moved Summonomics from Advantage to Create Space. Create Space mm-hmm. is an on-demand publishing house, as you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And I also put marketing espionage. So if you can't get those answers from Advantage, call the CreateSpace people because they have a direct access to Amazon. Even if you don't have your book uploaded to CreateSpace, you can still talk to their customer service and they have access to all that data as well.
1: So that's a hot tip, Heather. So just go in the back door So because yeah. you're a potential yeah. customer. So you're that's just right. doing your homework. So I love that idea. Great tip. On that. We
2: have all this data, Judith, it'll blow your mind. They know exactly, like, is it internet marketing? Is it web marketing? Is it online marketing? I mean, I could easily pick the wrong ones. And I'm like, I don't want to pick the wrong one, because I don't know. So just no. ask them. Just ask them. Yeah,
1: and by picking the wrong one, you can throw yeah. your book into a tailspin, or never let it get off the ground. And you That's may be right. working so hard... To try to promote it and push it. And because you've used the wrong words, the wrong terms, you're in the wrong categories, you'll never get your traction started. And then you're exhausted, you give up, and and you're thinking it's not worth it. And that's not where
2: we want you to be. We want you to succeed. I remember when I did my first book, Findability Formula, I could have called Mm it the essential guide to SEO. I could have called it the essential guide to online marketing, Mm -hmm. web marketing. The interweb, Mm -hmm. you know, something creative. (laughs) Information superhighway. Lord, I would never use that. But, I mean, how do I know which one to use? As authors, we spend a lot of time guessing. And I encourage you to stop guessing and use some of the tools that are featured in my book. Simple tools, like the one I just showed you. Google it, scroll to the bottom. Figure out how people are searching. And then I yeah, include those. So I put um, findability formulas, the easy, non-technical approach to search engine marketing that was very specifically chosen because search engine marketing had much higher search volume than SEO did.
1: So people are actually spelling it out.
2: All right. We're going to we're yes.
1: going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Heather Lutze, um, the really one of the, the top. Uh, search geeks out here who speaks in plain English. And I'm going to encourage you to get her latest book, Marketing um, Espionage, and get it up on Amazon so you can follow through a lot of these tips. There's so much more in the book. um, But you really need to to get this stuff from the get-go so you and your book can excel and really Uh, do really far more than what you ever think it could do just with some of these tips. This is Judith Bryles. It's author you, your guide to book publishing. We'll be right back.
0: This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these.
3: Is there a book in you or another author? You will show you how to create, develop and publish your book without being good. If you already have a book out,
4: Every picture tells a story, and it's a truism that people do judge a book by its cover. Nick Sellinger and NZ Graphics have been in the business of producing superior graphic cover design and interior layout for self-published authors, independent and traditional publishers for years. He has developed a reputation for excellent work, fast turnarounds, and best of all, affordable pricing. NZ Graphics also produces ebooks and book marketing materials such as posters, sell sheets, postcards, bookmarks, business cards, logos, and more. Books designed for his clients have won multiple book awards, including... Best Book Award by U.S. Book News. Multiple Evie Awards from the Colorado Independent Publishers Association. Indie Book Awards, the San Francisco Book Festival Award, and Freedom Medal Award from Valley Forge. Visit www.nzgraphics.com or call 303 985 4174 for more details about making your book the success it should be. Mention that you are an FOJ friend of Judith's and that you heard about NZ Graphics on your guide to book publishing.
3: One of the most important decisions you will ever make is your choice for printing your book. You are choosing a company which will be responsible for guiding you through the process and printing your book at a level of quality and detail that embraces your personal and creative needs. You want to choose a company that when your book finally arrives, you are delighted and ready to move on to the next level and one that is customer-focused. Choose King Printing Company and Addy Books to be that company that brings you to the next level. Go to kingprinting.com or call 978 978- 458 2345 and ask for Tom Campbell.
0: Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Riles.
1: All right. So we've had one, this really hot tip. I'm going to just remind everyone, call CreateSpace. Doesn't matter if you're going to work with CreateSpace, whether you have anything on it, call CreateSpace. Tell them that you are looking for your categories Um, the right categories and is there a certain verbiage we should use with them when we ask these questions
2: Heather? Yeah you say you know what I'm considering uploading to CrateSpace. I'm really confused about the categories. Can you help me understand the search volume behind those categories? Um, You know like I said my my book could be online it could be web it could be SEO it could be a zillion. Ask them can you tell me some of the data behind these categories and help me figure out which one is appropriate and they will. And, and one that's one a tada,
1: everyone. Two. So, yeah, they, <laughs> repeat, listen. listen to this again and again. Get it down, memorize it, and go for it. Because you're going to end shocked. up wasting so much time by not being in the right place at the right time um, and doing it. I, I know we did. We just did a program for author you. Mm-hmm. Um, on Saturday on with Ann Randolph, who did creating the Amazon bestseller. And one of the things that she did in her probing down is when she added, uh, although her, her book isn't specifically about women in the West, although a lot of the women who were featured mm-hmm. in this anthology live in the West, when she nailed that category, she found out that it exploded her into number one instantly. So... There you, go. There you and, go.. And that's the kind of thing you're looking for. All right, so heather, what yeah. what kind of other things that should we be looking for as we as we set up our
2: game plan? Well, I think what we do at the beginning of all of our trainings is we take a look at how the users see your book. So if I'm evaluating whether I want to either find a specific kind of book or I've heard your book, someone recommended it to me, and now I'm googling that book title. It's very important as authors that we keep a close track on what people are saying about our book and also how that book is being represented when people search. So number one is go to Google. Now, if you're in Chrome, this is sort of a geek moment. So just, you know, you can always Google how to go incognito. Now, incognito is we search ourselves all the time. It's called ego surfing, right? We love to ego surf ourselves. I do it, you do it, everyone does it. Uh, (laughs) Let's just all be honest here. We all Google ourselves. And the problem is is that there's cash and cookies, right? So it remembers what you've done. And Google wants to show you more of what you love. So if you Google yourself all the time, you Google author sites, it's going to actually change the search results to give you more of what you already searched for. That's not helpful to understanding how we're findable by someone who has never searched for us before. So what I want you to do is I'm going to go ahead and go with Chrome right now because I think most people have Chrome or can get Chrome. When you open up Chrome, You want to go to the far right-hand side, all the way at the top, and you'll see three little dots. Sometimes it's three bars stacked up. It's in the far right-hand corner. Click on that, and you'll see a little drop-down, and it says New Incognito Window. When you click on that, you'll see this big black screen come up with a little spy guy. I love him. Now Mm -hmm. you want to pull up Google from that screen, and what it does is it clears the decks. It gives you like a Switzerland of search results, okay, clean, unbiased. Now, from that screen, from the incognito screen, and if you can't find, just search for go incognito, and Google will be more than happy to tell you how to get there. Very simple. So now what I want you to do is I want you to Google your book title and carefully evaluate the search results that you are seeing. Do you see a negative review? Do you see something that you don't actually have physical edibility of that account? Maybe you see Facebook. Maybe you see Twitter. Or maybe you see um, other accounts that are yours, hopefully. But I want you to make sure that you're very careful about policing and making sure that you are keeping track of what people are saying about your book, especially if something negative comes up about it. You never know. People have all different kinds of opinions, and unfortunately, they tend to show up nice and high. Number two is go to Google Images. Uh, It's the next thing. It's google.com slash images, or you can just click on the images icon right there at the top of Chrome. Uh, I'm sorry, at the top of Google. And that's going to show you all the related images that represent your book, book title. And it's important to think about when I'm creating blogs or I'm creating content, or social images. Could I make sure to name them my book title? So not image one but my actual findability formula one or findability formula two .jpeg. And by doing that, when you're creating your regular content on a daily basis, you're stockpiling all those images to be exactly what you want. And this is super powerful. So when people Google your name, they see all of your own assets, and when they search in Google Images, which is the number two way people search on Google, they're going to see all of your own images, all of your own marketing material there, and nobody else's. So
1: mm-hmm. absolutely now, you, you know, Heather, as you were speaking, I went mm-hmm. in um, and did the incognito, and I put in Book mm-hmm. Shepherd, And yes. I'm thrilled to say of the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, I have seven of them. Good. What are the other two? Um, a friend of mine who does also book coaching, book Shepherd. and okay. then a couple of them are was an article from Publishers Weekly on book shepherding. You know, ah, so okay, yeah, and, ideally, and one takes yeah
2: ideally, I, I, yeah I want you to have those spots.
1: Okay, <laughs> so we have to, to work, to work to on all of them. Okay, all right. So, but uh, but yeah. that's really what you're you we're doing. You see how quickly it takes? It's just seconds to do this it's second, incognito yeah
2: yeah, and then just want to make sure that as you're optimizing content in your name in your normal marketing, that you're not you're not naming things, you know uh, image one That you're being really mindful of where that image will show up uh, and where it will be put. So text goes into Google search, and images go into Google Images. and video goes into Google Video. It pulls from your YouTube channel. So it's important mm-hmm. to think about all three of those as that is your frontline defense against your reputation of your book. Also, Google Alerts. I'm sure you've probably talked about this already, Judith, but google.com slash alerts. Make sure to put your book title in alerts, in quotes. Very important you put it in quotes. So right. Otherwise, you get internet, everything. That's right. Otherwise, <laughs> you get everything. And I want to make sure that you're the first to know if someone talks about your book.
1: Exactly. So, everyone, yeah. you just take your book title, put quote, blah, 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 quote, and go into Google Lurks, and I'm going to. And you also, I the other one I like to put it into is Talk Walker, Talk Walker, um, Talk and and use Walker. that one. And then anything comes up, and you ought to do it with your name too. It's just not your book; yes, do your name as well.
2: Well, I also I also recommend. So when people steal, they steal it all. Okay, so it's very important. I what I did is I take um, my entire first chapter. <laughs> no, it sounds silly, but I took the entire first chapter in quotes. <laughs> And put it into a Google alert. Now, what this does, it says, if anyone steals the entire chapter, which they will do, you would be notified.
5: Mm.
2: So it's a little nuance that so you are the first to know if someone rips off your book, and then you can mm-hmm. decide: Do I leave it alone? Is that good exposure, or do I need to call an attorney? Okay. Really all important right. to do that. Mm-hmm. 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 And it makes sense with too your, with, your, with your with your website too. Take all the copy off your homepage. Put it in quotes in Google Alerts, and if someone rips off your website, you'll be the first to know. Happens all the time. I can't tell you how many times I've seen this happen to clients. It's crazy.
1: Well, this, I mean, no one's ever said this to me, so that's a great idea. So take, literally, what Heather's saying, take your your chapter of your book and put that into Google Alerts. So there's no limit to the number of words you can put into a Google Alert? Nope. Okay.
2: Make sure to put it in quotes, though, because you want the exact reference of that. Otherwise, you'll get more. To, I, I'm scared to think what you might get from that. But so make sure to put uh, quotes around yep. the very first word and the very last word in the, um, in the chapter.
1: You'll you'll never want to look at your email again if you don't get the quotes around it. I'm <laughs> telling <right>. you,
2: <laughs> that's right, Judith. <laughs> <get> it. And, <laughs> and if it, these are not geeky things, either, Judith. You know, these are very simple things. And people are more than welcome to email me, Heather at findability. dot com. I'm more than happy to send them uh, exact, you know, answer questions or give them the exact steps they need to go go to. I've changed my entire presentation to really have this marking espionage mindset. Um, Because it's a it's something that I've known forever, but I've never really put it into a framework that really gave smaller uh, smaller business owners and and authors a real fighting chance against the big guys. And that's really Mm -hmm. that's really why I wrote it in the first place.
1: That's what's really important. um, To you got to deal with everyone. You need to deal with someone who really just does this. Um, It actually does it. Heather does this in her sleep, basically. Um, I
2: mean, I would say that you do it in your sleep, Heather. Yeah, well, I teach them to do it themselves, right? I sold my agency. I don't do those services anymore. I empower, you know, business owners and authors to do it themselves because they're the ones creating the content ongoing. So if they don't understand how to do that and how to edit it and correct it, then they're, you know, I'll never know their, their book as well as they do. Never. And I believe strongly that anyone can do this. Without all the geeky talk required,
1: I do too, and I, I think yeah. I think that there's somehow um, people get caught up and stuck in that they have to be a a pro in geeky talk. They they have to really yeah. know it all. They have to yeah. live it and breathe it. Although I think you and I would like to see them live it and breathe it more, um, but they yeah. they have to have it in their automatically in their DNA. And that's not the
2: case. No, that, that's, no, no. That's no. not the case. Yeah. You just need to have some some tips and tricks of things that, you know, like the Googling scrolling to the bottom and looking at searches related to. Just do that before you write a blog post so you know what content mm-hmm. to include in the blog. This is not rocket science. You're just tapping into what people want. I mean, that's why we create content is to connect with people and make a difference in their lives or to entertain them or to give them an escape. And, uh, you know, the more we can think like they do – the higher chances we're going to have of actually making that difference to the people who read, well, our, read our
1: content. and you know, let me just come back to that because you and I have talked yeah. about this before. Sometimes we think we're so clever coming up with some of our titles and things for our <laughs> blogs really, and, and really area, and we forget, and we forget, agonized. and we forget <laughs> that we for, we didn't use the right keywords in there to grab our audiences for their searchability. And you have to go back and fine tune it a little bit.
2: Right. And it really sometimes can be counterintuitive because you're like, I don't want to corrupt my creative energy and I'm so attached to this title and this subtitle and I just couldn't possibly change it for the searchers. I just encourage you to consider it just a little bit. Like for me, I just adjusted my subtitle and that was enough to make it findable. So when you go to Amazon, you type in search engine marketing, there's my book. So it's very important to think about if I don't know your book, how am I
1: going to find you? Right. But so I if you know if it. you use a clever title, um, I know it would just with a book I just finished with a business book. Mm-hmm. We yeah. actually altered the title, which had the keyword in it, the two couple of keywords, because it yeah. just wasn't the right fit. It didn't have the, the pop we were looking for, mm-hmm. but it yeah. definitely is in the subtitle and it's all within just a few words. So it's not lost with people, you know, it, 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 how many characters are going to allow you. And yeah, I never know because yeah. all of the different engines have different things that seem to show up.
2: Right. And it, it might be hard at first. You're like, oh, it just doesn't feel good to me or, you know. But I, you know what feels good is when the checks come from Amazon. That feels good, too. Just saying.
1: Uh, yes. And, <laughs> and when they get deposited every month into your account, it always feels very good. <laughs> That's so.
2: right. I, that feels pretty darn good, too. <laughs> exactly
1: all right so heather when we're starting to um w- w- we're going to take another quick break here but what i'd love you to do is kind of take us through the mindset of identifying sure. some of these keywords and then you you have a, an exercise that you go through where you take a keyword and then you start identifying what you call neighborhoods let's get into what some of that is Sure. Um, and going through it. and then I'd also like you to tell our listeners about some of the online programs that you do. and some are f- some are free and some are for a fee because I think they need to go to them. I'm someone who has actually taken both the free and the fee, and it certainly helped myself, my books, my company, my clients. We're going to be right back. It's Judith Brose with me. My guest today is Heather Letssey. She is a one of the the expert experts on search engine optimization, and get it can get you and your book to unbelievable heights. We'll be right back.
0: This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, with your host, Dr. Judith Briles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these.
4: Since 1987, ColorHouse Graphics has set the standard for quality book production. Whether you decide to print a small quantity of books or need a large print run, depend on ColorHouse to help you. You'll receive professional help and advice the moment you reach one of our representatives. If you mention hearing about us on your guide to book publishing, Judith Bryles, we will provide you with discount on the first order you place. To speak with a project manager, call us toll free at 800-454-1916. Or visit us at www.colorhousegraphics.com.
2: Want to publish like a pro today?
5: Well, then take a look at Ingram Spark, the only publishing platform that offers print and ebook services through a single source. Upload, edit, and manage titles all in one place. Take more control of printing
2: costs with print on demand and reach even more readers through one of the world's most extensive distribution networks built by independent publishers for independent publishers. Ingram Spark has everything you need to maximize your book's potential, color printing, ebook distribution, print on demand,
5: global reach, and more. Start publishing with Ingram Spark today and see just how far your titles will go tomorrow. That's IngramSpark.com.
0: Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles.
1: All right, so I kind of teased going into I wanted Heather to get into really um, stepping aside. Now, now we need to step away from ego, <laughs> what we think everyone wants yeah. and what yeah. do they really want. And identifying these really key words. And I know, Heather, I've used the example, you've used the example of someone when they're looking for, you know, coffee. If you put in coffee, you're going to get over 6 million hits. But if you put in dark roasted, you might get 3 million hits. And if you keep narrowing it down, you'll get it to where you want. And that's really a lot of the things that you're trying to teach people to narrow down to really find the true buyer. Is
2: that not correct? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, when you write a romance novel or, or a business book, right, you, it's not just a business book. And it's certainly not romance novel. I mean, people know what they want. Um, and so it's very important that we, we tap into those specific phrases. And like I said, you know, the search is related, too. We'll get you there. There's some other tools you can do as well. Um, uh, actually, I've got a link to this. I'd be more than happy to share with you post-show. That will mm-hmm. give everyone a 90-day account to a tool that I absolutely adore called SEM Rush. And um, SEM Rush is a, a, it's kind of a geeky tool, but they have one tool there called SEO Keyword Magic, which I think is so funny to put magic in. You're like, ooh, what's that? <laughs> Powerful word. Um, anyway, when you go to Keyword Magic, and I'm also going to send you Judith a video from one of the one of the um, uh, premier educators at SEM Rush, which I featured in my book launch, and that will walk people through how to use it because this is a real game changer. It's easy to use. You get in there, and what you do is you kind of like romance novel, or you put in something like dark rose coffee or something kind of in that middle range, mm-hmm. if you will, two to mm-hmm. three keyword phrases. And then what it does is it goes out, pulls all the data from Google, pulls it back, and gives you every possible variant of that core keyword. And it turns it into categories. So for a romance novel, you might have what would be some of the categories that might come up under romance novel, Judith, do you think?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, on a romance? If, if, uh, just on romance. Oh, what keywords be used for romance? No. Historical yeah. would always be used.
0: Yeah,
1: um horrible. Is that very common? It could be... Um, Fan fiction, it could be, maybe. uh Yeah, saga. You would have sagas, uh, something like that yeah. in there. You could right. have a betrayal. Remote Romance Ooh, yeah. always has betrayal. Um, right. Triangles, yeah. could, you know, things like that.
2: Yeah, I remember People we met one it. gal who did like World War Two. Maybe she's like a World War II Holocaust survivor. Sure. Um, so it's really interesting how, um, and what this tool said you know, what we're doing right now is guessing, and guessing is expensive. So I suggest you not guess ever, and that you use a tool like SEMrush to understand exactly what people are searching, how much they search per month. And if I'm going to create content, I'm going to make sure it's dialed into that. Uh, I always think about it as like, you know, you're holding a, You're putting a flyer on the front of people's windshields on their cars in the parking lot that have all parked in the romance novel section of the parking lot. (laughs) And you're like, oh, great. I'm so glad you're all here. Let me take a minute to tell you about my book. (laughs) So you're you're kind of, uh, you know, using these tools to your advantage. And I'll, I'll share that with you. And just don't worry about all the other tools that are offered there. Just go to SEO Keyword Magic, type in your keyword phrase, and then you'll be amazed at what you get. It's pretty phenomenal.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. So, you know, Heather, what I'd like to do is host mm-hmm. this show is do actually a whole webinar on this Sure. and tie, tie it into. I mean, I'd like to do that. We, we do that sure. with a lot of ours. It'll lead it into and then they can we can get all kinds of goodies out of it.
2: And then they can Absolutely. actually
1: visually see this is what it looks like when
2: right. you go here,
1: exactly. when you go I here, when you it. go this here. Is what it
2: looks like don't and, be scared. OK. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, go into your computer, you know, share screens, all those things. All oh, right, so right. we're going
2: to share that and get, uh, get our nerd on. We're going to get a nerd on. Well, I think it's really important
1: that people, it, it's like so many times I hear authors say, oh, Mark, I don't want to mark I just want to write. Get, fr- you know, I've heard, you've all heard me say this, get freaking over that. Writing your book is only mm-hmm. 10%. Yeah. It's hard because
2: if you put all your heart and soul into a book and it doesn't sell, it's soul crushing. You know, it really is, and I just I, I want to try to prevent that for your listeners.
1: Uh, exactly. We it, it's it we absolutely have to do that. Yeah. So, um, on that. All right. So we're we're into let's pretend we're into keyword magic or something. Mm. Hmm. And that what else are we going to be doing now as we go step by step? We're, we're, we're just playing around with different words, we think, and we're seeing how they rank. And if they're if if no one or and and maybe, Heather, we need to know what determines no one. Is is that a few hundred people? Is it a few thousand people? What, what is a one? Uh, uh, is there kind of a, uh, a number we're looking for for lots of words?
2: yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I kind of see them as different. I see it as different topics. So let's just say we have pages on our website and we have blog posts. Now, pages on our website are static, right? They don't change over time typically. and once they rank, we leave them alone. So what mm-hmm. I want you to think about is is those might be much higher keyword searches. So let's say over two hundred and fifty searches a month because they are they're a good amount of search volume. I want to create a page like, you know, a rom- you know, historical romantic fiction or a historical romantic book or novel, and then that, that stays. But what about, like, like a steampunk theme or a, you know, a World War II theme or all these other phrases that might have a, a nice little chunk of search volume but not 250? But those smaller searches tend to be much warmer, and they tend to really indicate that people are going to buy quickly. So we don't want to ignore that search volume, but what we do want to do is make sure that the way in which we collect and, and optimize our, our content is, is you have to choose, right? Is this a page on my site or is this a blog post? Uh-huh. Um, and so when you when you can do that, now you're really – you're using the ongoing commentary, which is a blog or a weblog, the daily commentary as an author of what you think the world needs to know about your book in their terms, not yours. Mm-hmm. So a lot yes. of people blog and they get just crushed because they don't get comments. They don't get um, shares. They don't get likes. And I tell you, it's hard. when you, If you're in there committing to blogs every day or every week and they're not being found, uh, again, that can be another really soul-crushing moment, too, uh, when you're like, why am I doing this? Who cares about what I'm writing? They care. They're just not using their language. They care very much. Oh, yeah. And you have to.
1: So that again, now that's where our ego needs to step aside. And, and and I have to tell you all the time, authors will say, but they're my words. I mean, I've worked with authors that anytime their editing comes in, but, but you've changed a word and they're crushed because they thought that word was perfect. And yet it wasn't right, right for their market. Yes. You know, no or, or I'll tell you, I just finished a book, a, a business book that had that was written, you know, last year or something, whenever we did it. Uh-huh. And he had different examples of Trump in it. And I said, you have got oh. to pull all this out. I said, I'm not going to go around how I feel politically about this or that. I'm just telling you, you don't want to piss off half of your audience instantly and turn them off. You just don't want to do that. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it's just, never good you got to take it out. I said, That's we can find lots of other yeah. great examples.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> and, you know, Christ, I think, is, a t- is, is, is the theme of our, of our uh, work here today is, you know, we just want them to be successful. We want them to, to not be intimidated by the technology and to just embrace it and, and, and have, you know, what I always think is people are like, oh, I feel so overwhelmed. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. That means you're learning and you're growing. So rethink that feeling. Rethink it and say, you know what? I am doing some cool stuff. I am learning some really cool new things that are going to make my book more findable. And try to rethink your intimidation around these kinds of topics, and just go in have fun mm-hmm. learn something new why not and,
1: and and heather, by definition that because it is technology based that it's ever it is i there there has to be some fundamentals, and there's got to be other the the outside security stuff there could be mm-hmm. the cool, fun, snappy, blingy stuff that comes in, whether it's a fad or a trend, yeah. who knows. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then there's other stuff that is fun, fun to play with. And I think that's where a lot of the overwhelm comes in with all the, the SEO-related and, yeah. the, and the Internet-related marketing things is there is so much that people sometimes just don't know where to start with, the step-by-step.
2: Right, right. And, uh, so I, one thing, easy way to start is just take a blog post. Okay, I'm, I hope everyone's blogging. They should be by now. We've they should about it be, years. yes. Okay, so if you haven't started blogging, let, let's, let's take a step back a second. Google's a robot, okay, and it's hungry. It's really hungry, and we need to feed it. And it only wants to be fed by thought leaders, not salesmen. So if we're going to actually get Google's attention, we need to feed it on a regular basis. We call it snacking Google. I always <laughs> think about it the way I snack my dogs. Who's a good Google? Look at you, Google. You know, you keep throwing it (laughs) at Scooby Snacks, okay? And every time you throw it at Scooby Snack, it keeps coming back to your site. And, you know, the more you get Google to come back to your site, the more of a learned thought leader you are, and it will rank you higher and reward you thus. So you need to snack. So if you're not snacking Google right now, your website's like a year old or six months old, and you haven't added new content, think about what Google would think about your thought leadership. So if one author published yesterday... And you published six months ago. Do you see how Google would be more incentivized to show their data than or show their content than yours? So if you haven't blogged or started blogging, I hope this is the day that you consider doing it. If you don't have a blog, call your webmaster, say, I need a blog. It's very simple. And then just start doing it. Um, and you know, use the searches related to, scroll to the bottom figure out exactly what you want to talk about and just start blogging. Snack Google, make them happy, fill them up and they will reward you. And that's really so,
1: important. Yeah. So so the question is, are, you know, are you snack feeding Google and the one of the best ways to 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 start your snacks is with the blog. That's right. That's right, you know and, it's easy. and that that uses your keywords that uses your findability words in there, so right. google and 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 provides great content
2: I mean wouldn't you want to rank that author? I mean, we don't have to go into fancy algorithms. Who would you rather rank someone who is two years old or someone who's published this week? It's very simple Ex- right Google it, cares about it, thought leaders exactly, all right, yeah, so
1: yeah that that's that is an. Elementary, critical, essential takeaway for all of you who are listening in to understand that, and and really yeah, the yeah. the really what Heather's just said, Google is a robot and it's very hungry and it's a robot that is is growing exponentially
2: <laughs> every time and we insatiable. turn around. Google is insatiable. It has a very important job to rank every single page on the internet. How'd you like that job? No, thank you. But they do. They take it very seriously. It's,
1: It's huge. It's huge. All right. So we're going to take another quick break, our final break. And then what I would love Heather to come back to is to – she's worked with a variety of people, big business leaders, huge people. I mean, uh, Heather is so – I always stay away from the words renowned because they become so (laughs) cliched. But Tony Robbins – has come to heather and brought her in several times with his elite groups to teach yeah. them what she, some of the things that she's sharing right now so you really do have an expert expert um, at, literally at at our fingertips, and her books, her workshops, her classes are all available to you. So, after the break, I want Heather to really tell you about a couple of the things she does. She has a special program that is a freebie that you will be crazy not to take advantage of, and she will divulge how to tap into that in just a few seconds. We'll be right back. It's Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing.
3: By the way, Briles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at MyBookShepherd and on Facebook at TheBookShepherd.
0: Stay tuned, and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles.
1: All right. So I promised that Heather was going to tell you about some of the goodies that she has available to you, and she has some challenges, I think, um, that you might want to take advantage of. Heather, what are
2: those? Challenges in a good way. <laughs> that bad. Well, challenges, um, are Can't, challenges are good. Challenges are good. So I set up something called 13 Days Espionage uh, Challenge, and every day uh, for uh, 13 days, you're going to get a simple work task, um, and that's going to be real simple, like Google this or check this out or run this tool on your site. Real simple, so don't be intimidated by that. Um, and you're going to go to it's bitly forward slash start spying. S T A R T S T Y I N G start spying right, say it it one more time bit.ly forward slash yeah Mm bit.ly forward slash start s-t-a-r-t spying s-p-y-i-n-g got it and if it doesn't work try the i can't remember it's uppercase, camel case or lowercase but try both i can't remember i'm sorry bit.ly is case sensitive and i couldn't i can't remember which one it is oh bit.ly
1: is lowercase it's no problem
2: Okay, excellent. Um, and let me know if that if that doesn't work. I'll make sure your, your, your listeners get the right one, but I'm pretty sure that's it. Um, okay, so just sign up for it. You, first of all, you're going to get a free toolkit, and it's going to give you 101 marketing tips, uh, and it's also going to give you some other goodies that you'll be able to use in your work online. But every day, you're going to get a new mission task from me. It's going to be something fun that you can run. It's going to take five minutes, and it'll kind of it'll start to connect you with what's really going on without all the geeky language. It's super fun. Right. I set it up
1: so it's fun. All right. So that, that you want to play with that. So B I T dot L Y yeah. forward slash start spying. Spying. Um yep. and play around with it. And the and the other thing is that if if somehow you get snagged or get lost and um you want to go it's, I assume if they go to your website, heatherfindability.com, dot com, they can jump on it too.
2: Correct. Absolutely, yeah. Um you know, that's a really good good uh, question. I'm just in the process of launching my own website, and it's on the new site, I don't believe I have it predominantly on the old site right now. Um, I'm getting ready to launch the new site here in a couple of days. Um, Judas, I'll tell you what. Have them just send me an email, Heather at findability.com, or fill out the form on my website, and I can certainly send them the link.
1: I okay, that's that might be the best one. way. So go to go to Heather at findability dot com mm-hmm. and and just say that you want to get a hold of of um, the challenge right and that will do de- now I'm seeing something has a 14 day challenge is there something else
2: oh no that's just a typo
1: <laughs> don't worry about okay. that okay, okay. <laughs> but, typo <laughs> yep. we have typos we see we all do typos <laughs> yep no all worries right. I know is it happens to all of us. Let me tell you. All right. So here, there's, there's just things you could do. All right. So Heather, that in these, you know, we have about 10 minutes here. So what are the most common mistakes that you see people do? And with a mistake, what's the correction to it? Oh, that's a
2: good question. Um, The correction to it. Um, I think one of the most common mistakes is, is like what we've just referenced is, you know, not. Creating content on an ongoing basis. I think there's a lot of fatigue in writing a book, and you Mm -hmm. you feel like you've given birth. You know, you're like, I'm Mm -hmm. exhausted. I don't want to keep Mm -hmm. writing. But it's absolutely critical that you continue to keep writing and you continue to create content at a pace that you can train Google for. So let's just say that you write a blog once a week, but you don't publish it on the same day of the month. Google can sometimes get confused and say, well, when are you actually publishing? When are you actually a thought leader? So make sure if you're going to do any kind of um, publishing that you do it on the same day every month. Really simple. Then Google understands when to come back. And you can train Google to pay attention to you or to ignore you. So I choose to have it pay attention to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that would be the first thing. Um, Also remember that the themes that you see in those searches related to are also the content you should be creating. Pretty simple. So if you think you want to do a series on, I don't know, um, you know, if you're going to write a series of content, you need to make sure that it's findable. And so even in social, so a lot of times people are like, I don't know what to talk about in social. You know, I'm not good in social. You know, you don't have to be good at it. You just have to do it. (laughs) And even Mm -hmm. if you're posting once a week, I'll take that all day long. I'll take once a week. Um, because I want people to understand they've got to be a thought leader after they finish writing the book. So those are probably the two biggest mistakes I see is people who have websites who are, who are not really thinking about what content to put on there. The website is just a brochure site. Uh, maybe it says, um, meet the author, buy the book, read the reviews, and contact us. Is most author sites I've ever seen. And think about, is that a salesman or is that a thought leader? And if you're not creating blogs to prove you're a thought leader, I don't care how much you optimize your homepage, it's just not going to be findable because you're a sales, you're, you're a sales brochure and Google just doesn't care. Um, so, you know, we teach business owners to build from scratch, from scratch, from the ground up. Uh, oh, we cool. teach them how to organize their site by keyword phrase that people are actually searching for. And we also show them an easy way to blog on a regular basis. Um, mm-hmm.
1: And, and and, you know, let me add on to the blogging because some people get so Mm -hmm. caught up in this thing, thinking they have to write these tomes. And one of the blogs, I think you follow him too, Seth Golden, that sometimes Seth has eight lines in his blog, but every day he pops out with something. And sometimes they're so chewy that I sit and I end up writing a whole blog around the thought that he threw at me. I mean it's right. it's i have been it has been an inspiration many times for or juice, I would say literally juice that mm-hmm. takes me into ideas that I can regenerate and and move into into a longer piece well, um right. that so your blogs don't have to be five hundred words a thousand words they can be yeah. shorties, but they have yeah. thoughts in them they have doable type actions that people can chew on that they can take action on, that they have takeaways with. I mean, I think that's what you're talking about, Heather. Is that not correct?
2: Yeah, I mean, if you're going to blog, right, it should be some, to some kind of end. And uh, it's perfectly fine if, you know, after the first paragraph of your blog, you say, interested in the book? Here's a link. Want to hire me to speak? Here's a link. You know, it's okay to just kind of pause and give them, whether it be a button you put there or you just put a linkable call to action to buy the book to Amazon. There's nothing wrong with that. And um, I think it's hard for sometimes authors to get to become a little bit more salesy. I think out of integrity, sometimes they feel like that's just not who they are. But I have to tell Mm -hmm. you that you have to be that if you're going to be an independent published author. You have to be also put on a different hat and be a salesperson. I'm sorry. That's just that's part of the game.
1: Well, yeah, you do have to ask them to come in and support or do the buy or whatever. But you just don't throw it in their face every minute. Um, that, oh no, that you not, have to not. and if your blogs yeah. give them information that they can use to in whatever your expertise is because we all have different expertise I mean your expertise right. certainly isn't the, all the search engine so no, your no. blogs I look for tips to how to enhance and get better or learn new things. I'm always looking for that kind of thing, and exactly, that's a takeaway. Yeah. And when you do come along, for example, when your new book came along, I went and bought it immediately, that you. that you do those things because even though – and Heather did say, go buy my book. <laughs> that's when she did have the call to action, but I was watching for it.
2: <laughs> right. Well, honestly, just to kind of give you a little bit behind the scenes here – um, the reason I did the 13 day marketing espionage is because it's an easy thing for people to say yes to. And I use MailChimp to automate all the emails. So they fire one after another mm-hmm. once someone signs up. I give them a free giveaway. I have a bunch of free giveaways. We call them lead magnets. And right. so I've got a toolkit one. I've got a, um, a creative brief one. I've got a bunch of different ones. And I use them in different um, environments based on the audience. And then once, but I want everyone to sign up for the 13 day challenge. So then I can really I can really show show how good I am and prove it and not just keep saying it all the time. I want to show people what I know. I want to help them to do it themselves. And hopefully through that 13 days, they'll consider working with me or buying my book. Um, that's the ultimate goal. But the, the tasks are not, um, they're not sales in any way. They're just to help you kind of move the needle just a little bit every time you take the challenge.
1: And, and I think what Heather just said is that she's giving away, this is the illustration. She's giving away a lot of stuff to go along that by the time that whether it's day two, day three, day seven, day 13, or whatever, that hopefully that one, a relationship, some type of a relationship has been built. There's trust that she knows what she's talking about. And that that when she when we get to the end of it, you're going to be or who the visitor is going to be propelled to some type of action either way. There is, you know, I need more information. I want to sign up for a, for a course, a different course that she offers that maybe I want to buy some of her time. I want to buy her book, you know, fill in the blank. And she's feeding into that. And so I, I'm going to encourage all of you make sure that you get on the challenge. Watch how it rolls out. Because you want to emulate people who are doing this and are successful. Watch how it goes. And and take screenshots. Take notes. Because then you need to start thinking, how can I tie this into my expertise? How can I tie this methodology into what my book's about? Um, And and that's how we all learn.
2: Maybe even give them a teaser for every chapter in the book. Or give them a snippet from every chapter in the book. Uh, and it calls sure. action to read more, right? I mean, there's, there's no reason in the world. Oh, that's one thing I forgot to tell you, Jay. this is a lot of authors forget that there's a huge amount of content already inside their book. So what I did I went to Fiverr, which is F-I-V-E-R-R.com. I hired um, a social media person. I sent them my digital copy of the book, and I said, I want 350 tweets from this right now. And he's like, okay, no problem. You just like them tomorrow? I said, great, for $5. And then I also found another guy who creates images. And I said, go ahead. Here's all the images from my book. I want you to make relevant uh, images for social. That, and he's like, okay, no problem. Would you like them tomorrow? And I said, yes. So I think sometimes we work really hard in making it difficult. You have, I have 300-plus pages of content that I've already written. Um, have someone take it, take a chapter, write a blog post about it. Have them create a series of tweets from the content you already have. Have them, um, you know, create images from the images you already have in your book. Don't work so hard, I beg you. Don't work so hard. Just use the content you've already created. Be smart about it, right? And and use Fiverr. And these guys will just. I mean, I I had just had three videos edited for five dollars, front and back, bumpers How? on the front and back, a yep. little bit. How hot. What
1: what a it's hot crazy. final tip. And, and you know, but, but everyone, make sure you get your content up on Google alerts. Put put your whole book in quotes, you know, quotes, quotes, and then go out to the Fiverr dudes. I think that's a great, fabulous idea. And, Heather, I'm going to do it today myself. So thank you, <laughs> you know, because I'm welcome. good at writing tweets. But, if geez, if I am someone who can create 300, I don't have to think about, I'm going to do a happy dance.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think your time is more valuable. I think someone else could probably help you with that.
1: I would be glad to do that. All right, everyone. Heather Lutze, L U T Z E is how you spell it. Her website is findability.com. She is one of the superb supreme experts in social search and social media, but search Engine optimization, which is where you need to start that as your cornerstone, as your infrastructure for really growing and being the expert and renowned in your area. So, Heather, thank you so much for being with us on Author You, your guide to book
2: publishing. Thank you. I look forward to seeing all these authors at the top of search results very soon.
1: All right, all right. Take care, everyone. Have a great week writing and publishing, and we will see you back next week.
0: Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know, but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Briles. Each week, a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take you, the author, to the next level. You'll learn tips and secrets on how to create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve book publishing success by making one very simple change in your book's journey. How to avoid the publishing predators. How to create an author and book platform that rocks. Learn how to make a living with your words and your books. Learn how to publish a book that has no regrets. And so much more. For more information, check out AuthorU.org, where authors who want to be seriously successful go. And Judith's website, TheBookShepherd.com. Then join us again here next week for more. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Riles, brought to you by Author You and the Book Shepherd. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific,